cost drifted alarmingly in the betting was, you know, fancy in the morning continued to drift. It was late on the on the exchanges to, to lose. It was something you'd see in a, in a Dick Francis novel, Charles Bottoms. And a very warm welcome to the Bar Students Inquiry Sunday Sermon. Well, hopefully you've you're sat at home, you've had your liberth and your Yorkshire puds, and you're absolutely swimming in gravy. Northern boys love gravy. And you just sat now relaxing to this pod. Well, my counterpart today is John Lane of John Joe's Blogspot. My name's Lee Keys of Systembet.co.uk. And we're going to chew the fat over the weekend uh, at Longchamp, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Um, but we're going to start the show off with uh, uh, me and John are a bit sick because good old Catherine Fry, she's just banging. Uh, it's won by about three furlongs um, at your Toxita in the 540. She, she told us on the pod on Friday, the bomber listed. And it's absolutely done that, just bombed in. Um, and me and John had to watch it without a penny on. <laughs> How do you feel, John? <laughs> I felt better, I must admit. I'll chug a mince pie down into the cellar for Fry after that, I think. I, she... I think so. I think she'll be she'll be expecting some, some you know, lo- lotion in the basket, you know, that kind of thing. She's earned some supper there with <laughs> So well done, Catherine Fry. She backed it up with a winner as well yesterday. Um, it's, it's uh, I, I just I struggle with Catherine because she's she's brilliant, um, you know, with with the, with the jumpers. And I always seem to be on the wrong ones, which is so frustrating. I'm all, I'm always trying to trying to be cute and select and and go through them myself. If I just back them all blind, I'd be all right. I mean, but there you go. Um, well done, Catherine Fry. There's more of Catherine to come this this. Um, this winter, um, as the jump season kicks in, uh, now we've got this Le Bog ground, um, and like I say, the lineups to come this week, uh, we potentially, am I right, John? We could have uh, the Ginger Hitler on the show. Uh, I think there's an outside chance he's uh, he's debating whether to go up to Sunderland on Friday or not. Well, it's just a disgrace. Uh, right. We've uh, we've got the Inter City firm lined up. We've got, we've definitely got Davis, and if we if we don't have Hitler, then I'll have to we'll have to maybe just 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 get Catherine Fry up out of the cellar, I think, to make the fourth maybe, and she can tell us some more twig hoppers next weekend. Anyway, on with the show. Uh, enough rambling. Um, Longchamp, as you know, um, uh, I've just basically finished there two-day uh, extravaganza and yesterday we saw some some good action uh, obviously the principal race on Saturday was the Prix de Cadram uh, won in very good style in the end by Trushan, uh, obviously wasn't Stradivarius's Strad- ground, Princess Zoe looks like she wants about four mile four furlongs um, in a flat race as she, as she, as she was travelling turning in, got completely out of pace and then was actually stayed on Probably strongest of all at the line back into was it, was it third or fourth? I can't remember, but I looked at her and thought that's weird. That's a weird kind of race. She does. She really stays. Um, did you have any view on the Cadran, John? The only real view I had on the Cadran was what I tweeted earlier when I was asking for people's opinions that uh, I thought Trushan settled much better than he has for Holly Doyle. Also. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I th- personally, my, my own view of this, I think that illustrates where Hollydale needs to be as regards making it as a recognised Group 1 jockey. I think there's still a problem with her when else she's got keen with her. Yeah, you. I, I mean, you've always made a point of it um, this summer, and you know about about her uh, being able to settle. You know, particularly particularly very you know testosterone laden animals uh, in the main. You know, when she's riding for the top yards and the top colts, it's fair point. I mean, I mean, you, I think you've also mentioned a um, size before, John. You you think it, she's yeah, she she reminds me really much of Michael Roberts, and there there was a year when he got the Sheikh Mohammed job that he he couldn't really. For want of a better phrase, wrap yourself around some of these bigger asses and, and keep them calm and settled. You know, it was a bit like rolling about, a bit like a pay on a drum. Yeah. And, you know, there there is that theory regarding some of the smaller jockeys, if you like. You know, I mean, I know there, there was talk with, with Shieldmaker back in the day. He tended to let the ad pullers get away from him a little bit, but. You can't argue with about eighty-five thousand winners, can you? <laughs> no, um, no, no. It's a fair point. I always, always like your opinions on these things. So, uh, uh, listeners, do you agree with John? There, do you think the doiler, the 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 the, the real doiler, um, was better than than Holly? Um, the original. The original. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you think if you agree with John there. Um, but yeah, it was a. It was a good performance by the winner, but kind of not unexpected given, you know, I mean, uh, Quentin was very keen on Trushan on the show and, uh, you know, y- y- you could see why it wasn't Strad at Strad's ground. Um, the Irish horse really wouldn't be in Trushan's class, I don't think, um, you know, unless they went four miles. Um, so, yeah, summed up there. And there was another eye-catching performance yesterday, I felt. Um, obviously, he didn't win by a potato field or anything, but... Uh, Manobo, which is obviously a favourite horse of mine, um, I've been banging on about it ever since it beat Mojo Star on debut. Um, he was, I thought he was qu- quite impressive, John. Um, um, yesterday, uh, what did yeah. you think? Yeah, I thought he was fizzy enough early on. I mean, he went through the first 400 yards pulling like Ralph, didn't he? Yeah, and um, to do what he did, I thought was excellent. Do you do you think he needs uh, long no, distances? No, I don't. No, definitely not. I think they they've probably got it in their minds that they've got classic cliche with bells on here and they can win a couple of gold cups. But yeah, that's I, I, what. I much prefer they went to uh, coronation cups than gold cups. Yeah, I, I'm I'm totally in your camp here. That it's as if they're steering this one. Um, you know, like to do it to do us. They've obviously got an abundance this year of you know mile and a half tackle, um, and and it's it's as if they've just sort of said right, you know we feel this bugger will stay and 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 uh, straight away you know it, it, it didn't get any fancy entries after it set back naturally perhaps they just want to ease it in, um, and then all of a sudden they've entered it in the long distance cup on Champions Day and they've and they've gone for this mile and seven at Longchamp and. As I said, he stamps to me, you know, the way he's gone about his business over, over, over 12 furlongs anyway, I think he's very high class. I, you know, I, I certainly I certainly feel, I mean, I don't know what you think. 
I I think he could be, or he's as he's as good as, as as say a Hurricane Lane. What do you think? I'd agree entirely that he'd be as good as Hurricane Lane. Yeah. Um, I mean, next year I'd love to see him in a King George with a couple of pacemakers going at it like Mad Harry and him set out at the back because I think I think he'd come up that Ascot straight like the devil was after him to be honest. Yeah, I mean, and I, I tell you what as well um, on pedigree. Um, it certainly doesn't scream that he wants really soft ground, like obviously, you know, um, like like he got. Um, you know, see the stars out of an AF mare is certainly not bog, um, you know, bog standard. Um, I mean, the what was the was it was the full uh, the full brother? Uh, is it the full brother? Um, no, it's the half brother, Turgenev. Um, you know. He was a bit sort of jady in a finish, but um, I never, yeah, I never saw him wanting soft ground. Um, so yeah, I, again, it's interesting the path they're taking, and me and you both agree that possibly a mile and a half might be his, um, his sort of best distance. And and like I said, the way the way he's keen and, and stuff, I, I I I hope they're stepping back and not stepping up. But anyway, he's an interesting project. Nick the Nipper loves uh, loves that horse. Um, uh, right, so basically we'll come to some questions. And the first thing that caught my eye was uh, Aidan O'Brien this week, Harry Potter, and an article uh, yesterday uh, in the Post when he was talking to Richard Forrestal. And and he seemed quite bitter about all the drugs talk and he, he's using phrases like this is pub bar room rumour talk and he, he was quite upset. Even though obviously he get he got done by the French, obviously they blamed the feed company. They were never going to blame themselves. I mean that's the thing. If you if you if you're doing it, the last thing you're going to do is hold your hands up. So I, I don't get all this. You know whether you're innocent or not. No 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 one is going to say yeah yeah yes I did. I I I gave it six needles. You know just before we. <laughs> it's it, 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 it's that simple. Just blame the feed. You know, let the feed manufacturers take the cup because the feed manufacturers can't get fined. It's just contaminated feed. It's a very convenient excuse. And as we've seen uh, throughout many years, well, the many years throughout every nation that, that does horse racing, Australia, USA, uh, France, any, any nation, I, I, Ireland, England, it literally is ridden with fines for, for giving them illegal substances. You know, and it's and that's the thing. You know, we've we've, we've had Coral Cup winners. You know, the, the the guy that trained the Coral Cup winner this year. You know, he got done as a ground trainer. You know, and, and got banned from ground racing for doing. You know, for basically uh, giving him things he shouldn't. Uh, and and that's what I'm saying. So for O'Brien, just to dismiss it out of hand, John. Well, this is it. I, th- I think. This, this gives you a good insight into what's going on at like the top table in racing, really. You know, I mean, they, they, they just think people are there to pay the money, go through the gates, lose, lose a few quid, and piss off at home and keep the trap shut. Really, they don't think people have any right whatsoever to question anything. Yeah. Uh, top uh, and bottom of it, you know. Um, how dare you? How dare you even infer that we're doing anything? Just look at our track record, you know. And it doesn't wash because, as you say, every country in the world where there's racing, there's somebody fiddling about with bloody needles. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it's, that's, that that cannot be disputed. It, it's it's been done for, 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 for donkey's years, not just in recent times, but just in recent times we get to find out about it. In in the olden olden days, we not so much. Um, Back to you know, the seventies. I mean, Jesus Christ, there was a spell there where the French were everything they were sending over was just pissing them. You, yeah. You know, and uh, the likes of Angel Penner, I think he got done. Patrick Biancon, he got done. Uh, there was Trepan that was th- that was thrown out in the eclipse. It, you know, there, there was a boatload of horses. You know, I mean, Pawnee's led him in King George for Christ's sake. It's a good clip. You know, and Christ Almighty, how it is. I mean, she she was like a bloody ironing board knocked together. How? You, you know, I mean, you, you just didn't make your head spin what was going on. Yeah, and, he, and Andrew Woodman chimes in. And he, and he has his 10 pence worth. He says, what's worse, the pub talk? Nuts and hay or ramping up a horse is the best you've trained when a stallion position needs filling, John. Another ridiculous statement from a man of <laughs> extreme pressure, I would say. You know, I mean, uh, basically, I mean, he, 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 anything you, you say or ask him as a, as a report, you're not going to get any insight whatsoever. I hear it's either... Verbatim reading aloud from the Colmar catalogue, or uh, the cods wallop about how dare you question us? You, you know, I mean that's all you're gonna get. How I, I wouldn't even talk to them, just to be honest. You know, I mean I, it's just pointless. You might as well listen to Tinnitus. Yeah. So yeah, totally. I, I mean, he went on to say um, he was he was sort of like responding to the. Uh, the Kelly, he was very bitter about the ride Shane Foley gave uh, um, No Speak Alexander, uh, obviously when it uh, hampered uh, his horse uh, quite badly, um, uh, Mother Earth. And he, he was very, very, very upset at that. And, and he said Ryan should have corrected his horse and not let him drift. So basically, he was, he was saying about uh, St. Mark's Basilica when that drifted across with Tarnawa. Um, but basically, he said Shane should have got a month for dangerous riding what he did, and Ryan should have been banned for a week. Thoughts? <laughs> Again, you know, it's uh, it, it's really really interesting that, that they come out with this utter nonsense when things don't drop exactly as they think they in, are entitled to have things drop. You know. Um, I don't actually recall Aidan O'Brien saying a word on the 29th of June 2008 when Johnny Murta took out Tartan Bearer in the Irish Derby um, and frozen fire took the, I think it was up the inside and made, made the most of a clear run while Ryan Moore was fighting to stay in the saddle on Tartan Bearer. Yeah. You know, um, that was just congratulations. Lovely to see Shane riding a derby winner, you know, and everybody had to be happy. Um, as I say, they just, they just want to make their own rules for me. And uh, if it doesn't go how they think it should go, there's hell on. Do you think, well, you've, I mean, you have highlighted it for me already. You said it at the minute he's sounding like a, a man under a lot of pressure. And I believe he is, yeah. Yeah, he, he he just just seems everything. He's 
he's very strained, um, you know. And I mean, the fact is, Jim Bolger's come out with the comments about drugs, and, and you know, and he, well, that's, that's what disappointed me about that interview. I mean, why not say, well, your former mentor, Jim Bolger, seems to think Irish racing is running liquid drugs. What would you have to say to Jim, Aiden? Well, I mean, that's it. He's basically the dismissed. Question that was begging to be asked, wasn't it? Yeah, and didn't. Yeah, exactly. You, you basically dismissed your former mentor um, as pub talk. Yeah. Um, it's uh, like you say. It's as if. It's, I mean, as I said, it, 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 you know, there's no evidence. We we can present no evidence that obviously Colmore and O'Brien is doing anything untoward. It's just. It's just the fact that it, to dismiss it. As saying it, it's bad for racing again, it's it's always it's so insular is racing. It's bad for racing to talk about, uh, or you know, drugs and uh, in, in the sport. Well, it's not because it's an issue. It clearly is an issue. Um, you know, we've we've had Alzaruni, we've had you know, we've had we've had so many, you know, and the old the old adage is, how many are doing it? And compared to the, it's not just the ones that have got caught. They haven't got an hundred percent strike rate in catching them. Well, that's yeah. it. No, I mean, if you think they're all getting caught, I mean, you're living in Malala land. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting anyway. Um, so, what do you think on that, listeners? What do you think on the Aidan O'Brien's interview? A man under pressure? Is he speaking the truth in your opinion? And and it is all bluster and and barroom talk. Um, He's got this other one appeared in the syndicate with the lads now, haven't they? The, the where, lads, yeah. You know, where the hell's he sprung from, you know, with his claret and blue colours? Davis will love him, won't he? <laughs> Bit of West Ham there, yeah. yeah sure. Right, we'll move on and we'll talk about Longchamp today. Le Bog, I thought it was today. Le Bog. Um, we've got a fantastic days racing in a way like well, it was fantastic before it started um we've got <laughs> we, we we got six group ones and always nice to have a card like that and we start with a boo sack john any thoughts uh on the boo sack i thought the they went a bit quick i thought the winner did it all right um i wouldn't be rushing to back anything in there for the guineas no Really? Um, no, it, it, it didn't. There's nothing in that, really. Like, I mean, Agartha's probably better than the bare form because Agartha, yeah. you know, and Fleurdery of, of Andre Farbs, like you said, they've, they've, they've gone bananas. And, and Agartha's chased that and still finished fourth and, you know, and kept going. So I would say that, that, that for me, shaped quite, quite well. But there's nothing in there that's going to be winning uh, a classic, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, I, I didn't think so. I mean, I thought O'Shane did quite the right thing aiming for the inside on the fresh ground, whereas the cutaway, as they like to call them these days, um, and made the most of that. Um, but, you know, I mean, you'd be struggling to give it a rate or anything better than 117, I would have thought, somewhere around there. Yeah. So then we go to the Grand Criterion, and Rafe and Ralph was uh, bouncing after the race with Angel Blur, uh, and uh, the Italian uh, doing his flying dismount. Uh, again, I, I'm not convinced of the worth of the entire form. Same again, really. Um, I thought some of the, the fancy horses were maybe given a bit 
plenty to do, given that they didn't go and had on the front. You know, I thought uh, Noble Trills was pretty much left alone to, to do his thing. And uh, I thought this was probably marginally a slightly worse race than the Bosak, if anything. Yeah, because on, on the preview show, I mentioned about Ancient Rome and Stone Age. And, and obviously, they, they, they weren't going to improve for being dropped to seven. Um, they're definitely going to be middle distance uh, uh, horses next year. Uh, so I didn't like the drop to seven for either. And Ancient Rome's managed third. Um, and Ebro River's obviously not ran its race. Um, so that's 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 run absolutely that's that, bombed out. That had a hard race in Ireland, so I was surprised they ran there. Yeah, I mean, Hugo Palmer beforehand was interviewed and he sort of said, well, you know, this horse will run through walls. It'll, yeah, you know, it'll. But I, I, I think it were one, 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 one too many for the season. I think, I think he, like you said, the, the native trail race was the, was the bottomer. You know, that, that, that's probably bottomed it because it's probably had to do a lot more than it's ever had to do to, to reach that level of form. I think, you know, just half a length behind Point Lonsdale. I think that's, Pretty strong form, and like you said, that's probably bottomed it. But again, we're, we're struggling again for classic contenders out of that. Um, then we go to the big one with the good old. The, if, if if you've got your germ, I mean, I mean, the, I can remember on you on this pod last year, right? And what I think you you said on this pod, uh, what do we do when 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 we're three foot deep? We back the germ, you know, we have the German good old German bread. You did, you did. So sick about this because I ended up with bloody Elenka. You bite the other Adler plug. Right, Adler plug, and the only other Adler plug is <laughs> this wins at 72 to 1. And 140s on the machine. Yeah. A good dart score on the uh, on the machine, John. 140. Huh. And um, with neither of us have had a bean on. I, I, I think I mentioned it on, on Friday. I might not have done I might have been drunk. Uh, Richard Gibbons put me bang to right as well on that. He said, kind regards has never, ever won a Cumberland Lodge. It won a handicap, apparently on the same card or something. So it's just me in it. That's me. That's me to a T. You know, sometimes I don't know what day it is, especially after, you know, 47% with a, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it won at that meeting anyway. It's the kilts and, you know, anyway. Um, yeah, so going back, yeah, I mean, it kind of sinked me off the fact that, you know, the, the German bread didn't get didn't get some even just just check away a score 140s, you know, it, uh, it's, uh, it's 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 made me a bit sick. But anyway, we'll get on to the race itself. Obviously, it was built up to be a to be a bit of a corker. Um, what were your thoughts on? The runners and riders. You take me through everything that you saw in the arc and what you think. Obviously, my eye in the early stages of the race was on Alenka, and uh, as soon as Mark Hand shoved him out the stalls and wanted to be up there, and then he went Kane, I thought it was traced. Um, because I, th- I think the horse that you're looking to be staying on well the last two furlongs, the last thing you want to be doing is up there and maybe going half a stride too quick and then when he went came, that was curtains. Um, Adi, uh, I just couldn't really believe the fact that he went to the front after four furlongs and then kicked for home where he did, which I think was probably about 500 metres out. Um, 
echoes of North Lights debacle in Longchamp, you know, I mean, uh, basically he rode that like Hurricane Lane's pacemaker um, and got the result that he'd, you'd probably say would end up with, you know, three lands behind Hurricane Lane. Hurricane Lane's run well, I think that's probably just about done a career best there, I think. Um, Tanar was running blinder. Um, I, I don't think she could have done any better on that ground, which would make the winner a, a decent tell, really. Yeah, on know. on that ground, yeah. You know, I don't think there was any fluke about it. No, no. I mean, it was sat in a good position. He's played three good asses there, and Sealaway was fifth that had the form with St Mark's Basilica, so that was solid. I think the Oaks winner has probably actually hit her level there, and that. I think that's the sort of rating that she should have been getting for winning the Epsom Oaks, etc. You know, I think I think she, she's around the one twelve us. Yeah, I, I mean, I probably I'll probably I'll give her more than that. But but these these inflated ratings that we've seen um, this season, I, 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 the thing is, when you've got uncompetitive, un- I know it sounds daft, but uncompetitive. Uh, group one Phillies races. You can't half get a flattered rating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, the Oaks was just a very, very odd affair. Um, and then after that, the, just everything about the form level, divinely nicest Willow Party House. That you know, that was that was to- toilet form in the Irish Oaks. Then uh, she beats Alba Flora. Uh, on Alba Flora, obviously. Um, is not what you see with Alba Flora's form. She she, she was beaten eight eight and a half lengths by a pile driver in the uh, the Coronation Cup. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and Menu he is here. He he ended up killing wonderful tonight. That was that uh, running it on fast ground. And in third was La Jaconde. So it's there's not nothing in the form anywhere to say that that's. That's like you said, and I think you're right, John. I think I think you've, you've nailed that. I think maybe give her a bit more, but I, I I don't. I certainly don't. You know the 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 big RPR rating she received this summer for. I mean, I'll be honest with you, mate. I I gave her ninety nine for that Irish Oaks. Yeah, it was bad, wasn't it? I thought she beat shit. That. <laughs> it was bad. And. Uh, I'm not sure what the racing post gave her. I'd have to look that up. But I mean, the Oaks, I gave a 1 1 4 for the Oaks. Yeah. Racing Post gave a 1 1 9. Yeah. The Racing Post at York rated that performance 123. Can you believe yeah. that? Well, that's that's it, that is a bit of hype. I mean, if we if we put Snowfall in at 114 today, the winner comes out at 125. Yeah. Tanawa, uh, 121. Um, Hurricane Lane, um, 124. Yeah. Ade, Adair, 119. Um, and you tell that's about right. 119 is right because he got a bad ride. Mm. I mean, I mean, I mean, Buick, like you say, I, I didn't have a bet in the race, but I feel sorry for anyone that's that, that backed Adair today because. I, it was like a moment of madness again. It's just it's, it's that it's that split decision, and yeah. he's clear he's clearly just you know lost his brain. He's just gone go go go, and and you, I, you, I even knew when he started kicking. I'm thinking this is this is too far out. 
Um, so yeah, that was um, certainly interesting uh, to say the least. That ride, um, but yeah, so no fluke with the winner, uh, and I think Tana was an absolute top class mare. Um, you know, I absolutely think she's um, she's the, she's the, just a superb mare, um, and I'd like to. I hope I hope she comes out again and, and bolts up in the Breeders' Cup that's been mentioned. I think um, she'll probably win that. I think that ground, the trip is probably just fair enough for her. Yeah. I didn't get the feeling she really hit the line. Yeah. You know, um, whereas I think providing it's not rattling quick, I think. Uh, yeah. See a slightly better effort in the Raiders' Cup. Uh, just to finish then, what Nick Linnip has mentioned um, about Hurricane Lane and Adair, would do you think they'd possibly both been training next year? What what would you do? Where would you you know where, where would, would you think one of them was off to sheds? One of them kept going. I don't really think there's any point sending them to sheds unless you're desperate to braid off them with your own mares because neither of them came to hand quick at all. They were both October debutants. Yeah. Um, they're both big horses. I mean, they're going to throw up big slabs out there that's going to take time. And, you know, neither of them are screaming commercial stallion. Nice. That's a really good point. So, I mean, on what you I mean, I've also read talk on Twitter today that, uh, you know, from some decent judges, um, uh, some are saying that they'd drop uh, ADAR back to 10. But what do you think? Well, I think if you're going to make an appealing stallion to all comers, both of them could go with a 10 firm on group one. Um, Adiyar would probably, in my opinion, be suited to an absolute mad Harry eclipse. Yeah. You know, run a couple of pacemakers, sit him out the back and watch the pace die and see him come home up the sand down hill. Um, the other one, I don't know, maybe York, sit Andy and. Uh, yeah, I don't fancy Hurricane at 10 in a group one unless it was a weak one. You, you, I think you'd have to get lucky, you know, like maybe he's a Shadari-type performance, kick three and a half out at York and hope nobody comes and gets you. Yeah. No, good answers, John. Um, we move on to the pre-Lopera. And we got a bit of a turn-up. Um, not a massive turn-up, but a bit of a turn-up. Uh, Rugier won for Maxime Guion with, obviously, favourite Adai beating into fourth. I thought um, I messed this race up completely, to be honest. Um, I thought it went bananas on the front. Um, Adaria clearly sat in his slipstream. Mendez Abel thought he was cruising that it in the bag because he obviously had no idea how fast he'd been going. Laid it wide open at the closers. Adaria's run well below on there, I think, in about one or seven. She's, I mean, she 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 finished. Uh, she got beaten a photo by the second last time out. Um, she got beat about a length and a half today. I think, I think, I I do think she's ran quite well to be honest. Like given the pace, yeah. You, the the leaders obviously dropped out and finished seventh. The yeah. one that was sat third that I fancied, ambition. Um, she's always finished close up to a die. You where I mean, she's not run a race either. So I, the pace has literally collapsed. You know, it's, this is like England against West Indies in the eighties. You know, like you go from forty-seven for none to eighty-five for seven. You know, <laughs> in strides. That's what happened to the pace in this. Yeah. Uh, the had is absolutely out. You know, sort of like you know, well out of the way and and came late. 
uh, as did the winner. So he's all pace related. Um, I'd be interested if, if Odai is. Do you think Odai had a hard race? Yeah. Mm, that's the one worry because I would imagine they've got the Breeders' Cup in mind again. Um, and that would be the one worry for me. Um, I, I, I thought she'd. I thought she she'd... Had every season. I mean, he should be able to bring her back. Yeah. Yeah. It'd you be know. interesting to see vibes from, from Skeletor. Um, I mean, you'd bring a week off games, wouldn't you, and bring her back, work her away, come with us to see where we're at. And, yeah, yeah. You know, you're only, like, hardly even mid-October, aren't you? So you'd probably yeah. be out. Uh, fifth, fifth group, fifth group one uh, today was uh, the Abbey. Normally kicks off the card, uh, or used to, um, if my memory serves me right. Um, yeah, I don't like this new structure, to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I I prefer it when he kick 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 the card off really, but well, they decided to have a little mess around with it. And uh, Will Hur's been on, and he says they can't race Group Ones like the Abbey on such a biased draw advantage track, can they? Question mark. Well, to be fair, Will, I mean, high numbers have won three times in the last ten years, so I don't know if that's a big buy. I know what you're saying that that it clearly was today. There was a big advantage, probably you know, obviously. The closest that far rail as as is is renowned uh, Sempton advantage today for sure. Not I'm not so sure that's always the case, but maybe someone could correct me on that. Um, and he said he said basically also with uh, Champions Day more Group Ones on very soft ground due to a longer flat season. Will we get more soft ground monkeys as stallions and broodmares for the future, which can't help the breed, John? It's it's one of these things, isn't it? it? It does piss you off when you do have a wet October and you get this meeting run on a bog and then you go to Ascot and it's like a ploughed field. I mean, nobody has a nice day at Champions Day, do they? You know, it's just shitting, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas at least when the Champions Stakes was run at Newmarket, you had probably a 60-70% chance of it being run on good ground. Yeah. And and you had the only straight 10 furlong route one in Europe, which, you know, made it a bit unique. Now it's just one of several around a big bend into a short straight. Yeah. The only only thing setting it apart is that they make a print that's about knee deep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's it's, it's like you say. I, it's a good question, really, from Will, because we've we you've said for a while that you know because of the the change in uh, ground, it's got to have an effect on the breed going forwards. And if 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 we're forever racing on soft ground throughout the summer and through in the autumn, it's just we're go, we're gonna have you know any the the old we will never have good to firm ever again. It's going to be good at best, you know, and. The, you know, the standard will be... I could see the standard in 10 years being good to soft. It, it doesn't help that you're not going to identify sound champions, you know? Um, I mean, horses in, like, late 60s, Sarava was a big horse, you know? Acted superbly well on hard ground, you know? I mean, not so much needing digging the ground, you know. I mean, I know there was talk you got a bit jarred than these in the eclipse, but we're rattling fast at Epsom when he won and he come down the hill. Nikinski was probably even bigger. Again, rattling fast ground. Um 
Grundy and Bustino, that race run on rattling fast ground. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it sorts them out. You know, I mean, you, you end up with a, a stallion there that you know it's confirmations right, you know it moves right, you, you know, and you, you're getting things going to stud now with inflated ratings, that th- throwing these every shoulder bloody things, you, you know, that you can't train. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, going back to the Abbey, uh, so Aza, for me, just ran flat anyway. That's what I'd be saying to, to Will. Um, the reason I say she's ran flat, well, because Mo Salita uh, beat her from stall 10. Um, so Mo Salita had stall 10, uh, so Aza had stall 12, and uh, Mo Salita... So um, Aza ran as though there was something amiss because Pestley was inert, wasn't he? I mean, it yeah. was just holding it together. He was trying to collapse. I think so. I think I I I, I think that. Um, I, I watched her. I mean, again, again, no, no playing the race, but I just watched her and I thought she there's something not right. There were no. She's she, uh, uh, every race she's shown this season. She's shown some really good acceleration. You know, well, to a crab de- today. She was shuffling. She wasn't running. Yeah. Um. Well, you can see you, there's no way Mosalita beats her. Um. You know, no disrespect to Trotter Nichols and. And and stuff. It, it's just that that it's just that's just not gonna happen. Um. So yeah, I, I I just I just felt she just wasn't 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 quite right, and that that's the only thing I took from the race. Yeah. Everything else, you know, glass. But apart from obviously the the, the obviously stall five beat stall two. Um. Adrian McGuinness, bit of the Irish uh, super unleaded in there to be uh, five clear of glass slippers in third. Uh, a funny race is the Abbey. We've had some funny results in the past in that, haven't we? Um, it's, it's sometimes a, a tricky race to to get right, but that's that's my take on it. Anything to add on that? Not really. Okay, no. we'll move on to the Pre de la Forêt, uh, the final group one on the Sunday card. And Space Blues managed to avenge my horse, Kinross, uh, as defeat on it at Goodwood. I was not entirely happy with the ride from the Italian, uh, I'll be honest. Uh, he had it. He, he if he preempted, he was going to drop it right out, which he did, and uh, he he was three lengths behind Space Blues. I'm thinking you're going to do well to give that three for nothing, and mm-hmm. and and lo and behold, he's beat three and a half. I'm not saying he beat Space Blues today or anything. I'm just saying I wasn't happy from the start. I was moaning. Um, <laughs> I was literally chuntering and, and and you know giving it the old. I felt he should have been second. Yeah, he's one of them. I don't think he'd have beat Space Blues today. No. I'll, yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite mag, uh, you know, magnanimous in defeat, but I, I just I just didn't rate the rider. I thought that was preempted what he did. I, th- I thought he, he was always going to do that no matter what. And I'm thinking, yeah, but you're giving it, Space Blues has got a brilliant turn of foot. You're giving it three starts. So. I, don't, I don't think that's been a great race today either. I, I think Space Blues is only ever run over 112. Uh, uh, yeah, again, again, it's... It, the 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 racing post ratings and time form tend to go overboard on races like this and and give them give them the full whack and I don't, I don't like players where Kinross has not run to its to its mark um so if that's got an official rating of 114 or 115 I'd say Kinross is probably about 106 today um so you know if I key that in now while we're online so I give Space Blue so 106 for Kinross and that comes out. Uh, 116 for Space Blues. Um, so what is Space Blues? Well, 117. Maybe he's just. But I can guarantee you that 
I've, I've got Space Blues as 120 or so, absolute optimum. Yeah. I, I thought he was eight pounds shy of that today. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Um, right, so that's covering the, 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 the racing. And we've got one topic to discuss to finish the show. Um, and we've just got a talking point. Just We can probably touch on this quick from John, the analyst. He says, talking point about time form, he says. Last week, Ed Walker came out and said he was proud to use time form for his entries and research. Why why, why, why should someone be, sound, be proud of this in 2021, John? <laughs> Probably because of the featuring in the time form advert. <laughs> he might get it. For, they, might, they might have just chucked him a free year subscription in. Or something. Well, you'd think so. I mean, why would he even say that to anybody? Did it, did it appear in a time form publication or something? I don't, I don't, I, I think he actually, he said he, I'm sure he said, I've read it in Racing Post, maybe, but yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know where the hell that's come from. Um, it's out of the box, isn't it? Like you say, why would anybody just admit that? I mean, time, time form's a bit, bit of a, it's all right, but I mean, you know, there's nothing, nothing, you're not going to get an edge from, I mean, you look at some of the entries trainers making, you'd think they were using a kaleidoscope and knitting needle, wouldn't you? <laughs> Dave Self, Dave Simcox, you know, I mean, we need to send him to a, to a psychiatrist and where, where he puts him under hypnosis, psychiatrist does, and just shouts out, lead, lead, lead. <laughs> You'd have, to, you'd have to do something like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> and then wake him up, and then... <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely ridiculous, man. I mean, proud to use time for... But see, he's just got advert written through it like Blackpool Rock, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It seems it. That's a year's free subs. Good old Ed Walker. If Ed Walker's listening, let us know if you got the, the free subs. Anyway, on to the final topic. And it is uh, from John Hines. He says, let's have a free bet discussion, lads, please. And basically, he's saying about punters that, you know, have, have been um, banned from betting, etc. you know, and, and bookmakers are sending them free bets. Now, my stance on it, John, is this, that we're going down the nanny state route. We're going down the police state, the, 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 the managing of people's lives, the managing of you can only drink this much. You can only you don't eat too much of this. And it's it, it, it's too safe. It, it's it, you know I, I'm a big believer. There'll be people that enjoy these free bets. Now I'm not saying. And the thing is, if you if you've got a gambling problem, there are ways. And I can even report that a colleague of mine has done the very same. He's 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 excluded himself from betting. It's gone to GamStop, which means you can't reactivate your accounts. It's illegal for that bookmaker to send you anything, and they'll get in a lot of trouble if they do. Um, and to basically that's that's the protocol. So for me, for punters that have got gambling problems and want to, that's what they've got to do. They need to self-exclude themselves. They need to go down, down the proper channels and do it properly. Because if you're just sat there three months later and think, I ain't had a bet for three months, I feel really good about myself, and then you get £50 of the Paddy Power free bet offers, you take them up, you end up doing a monkey in, um, <laughs> after, after doing free bet money in. But then they're wanting to blame everyone else. This is this is my point. It's it, this is what society we're in. You know, you, you, there are ways to make sure that you can't take advantage of any more free bets or get any more literature uh, from bookmakers. Mm -hmm. And if they're breaking that rule, you can then complain to 
the relevant bodies, and they and that they will take action, heavy action against those bookmakers. Um, so for me, uh, John says like free bets equals drug dealer shenanigans. You know, have some free to addicts. And John's a compassionate fellow, and he, obviously John's very compassionate about the whip debate. He doesn't want the whipping racing. I think he's a knowledgeable guy. I've got a lot of time for for a lot of his opinions. Don't agree with him on the whip like you don't. Um, and I don't necessarily agree with him on this either. You know, he, he's compassionate about people that commit suicide through gambling. To a degree, I am. It's just the fact that I always think that there are ways to stop yourself from doing it by excluding yourself right across the board. And no excuses then. You know, if you've only yourself to blame if you reoffend. Um, if you've got a supportive family behind you, there shouldn't be a problem. But your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean... I hate the thought of anybody committing suicide through gambling. I I can't sort of put myself in the mindset where someone would do that. I mean, I've had, I've had some terrible situations through gambling in my life, you know, I mean, where... Yeah, snap. You know, I mean, I've thought, Jesus Christ, I can't see a way out of this, you know. And, yeah. But it's because it's never entered my head to commit suicide. I can't really say what's going through the mind of these people because, you know, I'm I'm wired up differently to them. You know, and I can't knock them for a condition that I have very little understanding about. Um, But what I would say is, as you rightly say, there is a protocol in place where they can exclude themselves um, the maybe needs more of that highlighting, you know, where it, it's made clear that you can stop, and it, and the machine will help you to stop if you go down the right channels, you know. Um, but it, it, it is difficult, you know, because I'm, I, like yourself, I'm, I'm not a fan of the state nannying people who don't have a problem and making it hard for them to have a drink, a bet, or whatever, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd open the whole lot up, mate, I mean, I'd have casinos all over the place and, you know, just trying to get the economy going a bit, but I can see that there's problems attendant with that, that, that it, you need to highlight the fact that people can get help to stop as well. You know, it, it's tricky. I, I, I don't think there's a black and white answer to it, though. No, fair, fair comment. I mean, let us know what you think, listeners, on on problem gambling, because obviously it's starting to affect us all with affordability checks. And like John's uh, messaged in, John Hines, he said about free bets, is this a problem, problem for bookmakers? It's only a problem if you've left the channel zone, i.e. you've just decided to quit gambling and then bookmakers are going to send you emails. If you haven't had a bet for a week, they're going to send you an email to try and get you to bet. That's that's their tactics. Probably, is that what's maybe wrong? I don't know. Possibly that should be maybe looked into a bit more. Maybe maybe they, should, should, they shouldn't be sending maybe free bets emails. What's your thoughts on that, everyone? Because basically, I, I'm in the game full time, so I'm a, bit, I'm a bit biased in terms of how I see it compared to say what everyone else sees. You might have different opinions out there. And it's always good to hear from differing views on this. Um, you know, should, should punters get free bets sent to them via email so they know that then they can log in and get a free few spins in the casino, etc. 
Um, is that fair um, or is it unfair? Um, it's, a, it's a tough one. Like John says, I don't think there's no definitive black and white answer. Uh, I think all parties will have an opinion on that one. Good, good question, John. Thanks for bringing that up. It'd be nice, actually, to get John on to talk about it and for his point of view at some point. Once I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get John on a sermon because John, John, we can talk to John about his opinion on the whip as well. Um, yeah, and, so it's like a different opinion to what, what probably a lot of racing fans might think, but it offers the alternative side. So, John Hines, we're going to get you on. Yes. Um, right, that's it for this this show. It's been pretty cracking. Just to announce that from Friday, we're changing the format of the show because we've had some feedback and we do listen. And we, me and John in particular, have had a chat about it. And we, we think the show would be better um, if all the pundits on 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 a Friday uh, tipping show for the weekend just came up with the top three selections. We can do it as a naps table style as well when we get the Barstool's website launched. All a bit of fun then, bit of banter, who's top and bottom, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think you'll enjoy that format more. We can be punchier. The shows won't be as long. Uh, probably round about 45, 50 minutes instead of you know always going over the hour mark. So hopefully that's that will make the difference in the offing and make your listening more enjoyable, which is what it's all about. That we listen, you know, you're the one that's 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 listening to us, and and we appreciate your suggestions, and so we're going to carry that out from Friday. And uh, see how that goes. So look forward to Friday's show. We're trying to get Hitler. We've got Davis. So let's uh, hope, hope we hope we can get Hitler on the show for Friday. That's all from me and John, and we hope you've enjoyed it. Have a great week. Bye for now. <laughs>